0: to Homo in Training. I'm Jay Daye and we're a variety show where we switch topics every week and you know this week we're gonna get a little science-y and we're gonna have my little science moment and I love the science moment because it's my special little baby where I talk about things that are either audience submitted or things that I'm really interested in. And this question was actually given to me by my co-host Leslie. Who is normally not here for the science ones. She's usually in for the other ones because this is my shit. But she was asking like, bitch, what's the difference between an asteroid and a meteor and all that shit? And I was like, you know what? Let me make an episode about it because it's a little bit more complicated than to explain over text. So um, today I'm going to be talking about the different types of rocks in the sky and just about how their names all mean something different. They may all be the same thing, aka a rock, but the names kind of let you know what type of rock they are or the stage in the life that the rock has. Um, I'm going to be talking about comets asteroids, meteoroids, meteors, and meteorites, which are all the same thing, but they're just at different phases of their life. And you know, you might be thinking, how the fuck can there be so many names for just one rock? And yes, it is annoying because, you know, it's all subjective, but also there's not just one type of planet. You know, there's not just one type of star. Like if you remember, you know, my star episode, I talk about, well, there's multiple star episodes because I talk about the different stars and how some of them, like for our star, for example, it's a yellow star, but it's going to turn into a red giant, which is not what it is now, but it's still going to be a different star. But it in no way resembles the star that we have now. A red giant is in no way the same as a yellow star but also, it is the exact same star. It's just older and coming to the end of its life. So, I don't know. Science, they'd be doing some crazy shit and just be naming shit. I think just to make it more understandable. And at the end of the day, these are just rocks. I think what I really want out of this conversation is for you, when people say these things, you're not so confused. It's okay to understand that they're all rocks. But... By knowing what the word definition actually means, you'll be able to really tell... You'll be able to be like, oh, look, it's a comet. And fucking, if you are with the science friend, they're going to be like, where it's like, actually, bitch, let me tell you about this little podcast that I know. Anyway. um, Oh, I apologize for this episode being late. Like, I don't know if you guys know, but I am a fan of, like, just, like, court shows. And, like, I don't want to say that I'm, like an unsolved murder type of fan because that's kind of like creepy but i do like seeing like court cases and i like learning more about um just like what goes on like with lawyers doing their lawyer thing and like right now there's this case about this guy who like ran through like a parade and today's the sentencing well yesterday and today we're sentencing and i've been extremely busy listening to those nine hour <laughs> fucking court cases so I apologize, but better late than never. And y'all don't even listen on the first day. So what the fuck? Maybe if y'all would listen, I would post at the time. But also, I'm not consistent, so who knows. Anyway, these uh, little rocks that I have... Um, were created at the beginning of the solar system's creation. So there's not really new asteroids or meteoroids that come into our solar system. They're kind of already created because in the beginning of time, you know, planets were crashing into each other, things were forming, and the solar system was a very violent place. So that's where we get all these little rocks from. And all these rocks are orbiting the sun or passing through and not many pass through. And when I say pass through, I mean like come from another solar system to us um just because like to be considered like an asteroid or like any to be considered like one of the celestial rocks that we have it has to be orbiting in our solar system and if they're passing through they're probably passing through really really fast to where we can't catch them so one of the asteroids that passed by us was Oumuamua and if you guys remember Oumuamua but it was kind of a weird rock because it was like, I don't know, the pictures that I saw made it look like it was like a hot dog and it looks like a hot dog rock. Like it's just a big long rock that they, they just zipped right by us. So it does happen sometimes, but it's, it's a little rare. And some people were saying that Oumuamua was like a spaceship, but I don't know. I'm, I just, maybe one day I'll get, I'll get, I'll get my friend who's a fucking alien conspiracy theorist and get some, get some insight on the crazies. So um, listen to this commercial because I'm gonna jump right into these fucking comet things and these asteroids, meteoroids, blah, 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 because this episode needs to be short because I gotta get back to my court case is going on right now. So listen to commercial. All right, bitch, let's get into it. So we're gonna start first with comets. So comets tend to have elliptical orbits, and this just means that they're not like a perfect circle. Um, it's more like a stretched-out oval. Most, if not all, comets orbit the sun, and some of these comets' orbits take 200 years, some a little bit less, but sometimes these comets can actually go past the solar system and come back. So, you know, the farther you would get away from the sun, the colder it is. And these comets, they consist of a nucleus, meaning the inside of it is ice and dust. So they're covered by an icy shell, and they orbit the sun. So when they go away from the sun, all the way past the solar system, they kind of refreeze. You know, they probably gather some more ice, you know, all that stuff on their little journey. But when comets get too close to the sun, they get hot, and then they begin to sublimate. And the word sublimate means that it turns in from a solid to a gas. It doesn't like melt into water and then turn into gas. It quickly shifts from solid to gas. I don't know if that's because the temperature change is so drastic. Who knows? But that's what happens. And then all of that gas starts to form like a halo around the rock. And then it makes these rocks look like glowing stars. And then the closer that they get to the sun, the sun is going to have, it's called a solar wind. And it's extremely powerful. And I've been done talking about solar wind in my sun episode. Please listen to it. But to put it simply, it's just the wind coming from the sun. It's a hot, dangerous, life-ending wind. And this wind blows back the comet. So it has a little halo. But then it starts getting blown on. And when that happens, it creates like a little trail behind the comet. And that's where we get the famous comet tails that we see when we look up pictures of comets or anything like that. And um like I mentioned all of these rocks formed at the beginning of time, but um most comets are formed in the Kuiper belt and the Oort cloud. The Kuiper belt is where Pluto is, Pluto and a whole bunch of her sister planets are out there, dwarf yeah. planets. And the Oort cloud is farther than that and it's just like a shell of ice and dust. Think of like the whole solar system is like in layers. You know, there's the inner rocky planets, that's us. And then there's the hot gas giants, which are Jupiter and Saturn. And then you have the ice planets, which are Neptune and Uranus. And then you have the dwarf planets, which are in the Kuiper belt, you know, Pluto. And then we have the Oort cloud, which is farther than those, which just create a whole shell around the planet. This is why the comet's, some comets do take more than 200 years because their orbits go all the way past there. And like I said, some are less. Um, yeah, the famous H- Halley's Comet, I don't know if you guys... I mean, they call it Haley, Halley, in honor of Halley and Bailey. But that comet actually orbits every 70 years. Um, it's a very famous one. You might be able to see it. Um, Halley was Halley's Comet was last seen in the sky in 1986. And it will not return to Earth until 2061. So in about 39 years. So what after that, you guys, that's going to be our last chance to catch it. So um, 2061, put in your calendars. So Comet is an ice, little ice ball that melts into gas when it gets to the sun. Then it goes out and it freezes all over again. And that's a comet. I would like to see one one day. I've never seen Hallie's Comet, um, mostly because I was not born in 1986. But hopefully in 2061, I'll be able to see it because I was able to see... Well, I wasn't really able to see a solar eclipse, but I kind of did. And it was very spiritual, so... That's one of my bucket list uh, celestial things I want to see. So let's talk about asteroids. Now, think of an asteroid as just like a comet, but without the ice. So instead of the nucleus being dust and ice, it's rock and dust and metals. They say that most asteroids form between Mars and Jupiter in the region called, uh, hello, the blank belt, which is the asteroid belt. Y'all probably done heard about asteroids because they killed the dinosaurs. And yes, they are, they are deadly. You know, there was one that landed in Mexico that was the size of a city that did hella damage to the ecosystem. Um, I don't know really the history on the asteroid. I probably should. You know, for next year, I might just do history on celestial things that have happened because that comet that hit Mexico, I don't remember the city, but I think it starts with the sea. But um, it fucked up everything, you guys. Like It was kind of crazy. So I would love to do research on that. So yeah, you know what? I might, I might actually do that. Um, anyway, um, but not all asteroids are big. Um, some can be as big as three feet. And that's, well, that's kind of the minimum size that, that they can be to be considered an asteroid. So it's not that big. But you have to think of it as like most people are like five foot something. So a rock, more than half your size, like, I don't know. That's kind of scary. Asteroids that we've observed um, range in size from the largest being Vesta, which is about 329 miles in diameter, which, bitch, that's a lot. Like, my car, it runs on gas, and I think it has, like, Three hundred and fifteen miles. I think that's how much like I can drive consistently on one ticket of gas. I think that's how much most cars can do. So that's fucking huge. Um, and the ones that we've observed are less than thirty-two feet. So still pretty fucking big, but not something that we should really be worried about because we don't have any big ones coming towards us anytime soon so just relax and then another cool thing to think about is that the total mass of all the asteroids in the asteroid belt or that we have observed in our solar system that mass is less than the earth's moon so if you take all of the asteroids and lump them all together they would only equal 3.25% of the mass of the moon and if y'all over here are saying, like, oh, Pluto's a planet, Pluto's a planet, well, guess what? There's a fucking planet in the middle of the asteroid belt called Ceres, and Ceres is round and big and should also be considered a planet, but it's not. It's a dwarf planet. Um, It's actually closer than Pluto and could actually be a planet, and it was actually considered a planet before they saw how dead it was, but Ceres makes up 40% of that 3%. So really, bitch, like there's nothing there. There really is nothing there. Space space is huge, and all the movies have lied to you saying that the asteroid belt is just like a congested mishmash of just rocks, which is it's not. That's just not the reality of, of the, the world. Um so yeah, so that's asteroids. Now let's talk about meteoroids. Now, meteoroids are like asteroids, but a lot, a lot, a lot smaller. They're just pieces of rocky space debris floating around in space. The meteoroids are usually larger than a grain of dust, but smaller than a three-foot asteroid. So just think of meteoroids as just small. That's all it is. A meteoroid is just floating in the sky. Just a rock floating, not crashing into nothing, just hanging out, minding a business. That's it. Um, Now let's get into meteor. Now, a meteor, a meteor, a meteor, I don't know how the British say it, is a small body consisting of rock and dust that enters the Earth's atmosphere, becoming incandescent, which means like it lights up, as a result of friction and appearing as a streak of light. So pretty much a meteor is just a meteoroid that hit the Earth's atmosphere. So just take off the roids and you got a meteor. So they're the same thing. You just have to think of one is doing nothing but floating and then one is crashing and burning. Meteors are crashing and burning and they're typically called shooting stars. So obviously the name describes what they look like. Little balls of light shooting through the sky that look like stars. But if you remember my stars episode, stars are huge they're big. Even the smallest stars are fucking huge. And we would never, ever see a star shooting through our sky at the same speed that we see these meteors going through the sky. It's literally physically impossible. Um, But I think shooting stars are just a good like visual name of what we're actually seeing. So we're seeing these rocks coming into our atmosphere and burning up in the sky. That's why you may see some shooting stars zip through half the sky and then disappear. And, you know, these might look big to you because, you know, the brightness of the stars are really bright. So you might think, oh, my God, that's a big rock. But most of them are the size of pebbles. So not really... Much to worry about. And if you've ever been lucky to see shooting stars, they're actually really beautiful. They do go by really fast. That's why you might not catch them if you're not looking up. Some people like to think of like a meteor shower as like meteors constantly flying through the sky. Con- you're just seeing all these little things burn up in the sky. That's technically not what's happening. They're coming, they're coming in the sky, but it's just like a few, like every few minutes. So Uh, movies have really fucked up what we think about space rocks, but if you are lucky enough to see them, they're everywhere. So if you ever have time, just look in the sky, and you'll most likely see one. I mean, I see them all the time, um, but it never stops amazing me. Last but not least, we have meteorites, all right? Now, a meteorite has hit the atmosphere, but has stricken the ground. So it has hit the ground, and... That's it. It's on the ground. More than 90% of meteorites are rock, while the remainder consists of being mostly iron and nickel. So a lot of them are metals, um, but most of them are just hard rock. So meteorites are just meteors that don't burn up. They survive and actually hit the ground. So meteoroid, meteorite, meteor, they're all the same thing. They are. They're just one's in the sky, one's burned up, and then one hit the ground. That's it. These are just as dangerous as asteroids though because – well, I mean not on, like on a global level but on a personal level because these pebbles are traveling through space and are going fast as fuck and can hit you and kill you. But I mean that is very unlikely. Most burn up. Um, but the Earth is huge. So um, one of the famous meteorites I think was like – how long ago? It was not that long ago, you guys. It was like maybe 2012, 2016. I don't remember but – where there was a meteorite that hit um Russia. And I don't know what it is about Russia, but they all have like dash cams in their car because I guess like people hit their car and the cops won't do anything unless you have like physical proof about it. So most of them have like dash cams and the dash cams caught this meteorite going in, shaking the car. I've even seen some where windows were blown out because of the sound pressure of what that meteorite caused. So they are dangerous, not like an asteroid where it would like destroy the whole world, but it might fuck up your home and that's that's still really scary and yeah that's it i mean these rocks are really important because they teach us about the history of our solar system you know they told us how it formed they gave, it gives us tips on maybe this maybe the rock was part of a planet and then maybe that planet turned into mars or maybe one of these rocks has like life on it and what if we came from a, from a space rock what if a space rock hit earth And that's where we originated from. Who knows? But these rocks hold, think of them as like fossils that are literally frozen in time because. Things freeze in space. And when we're able to see them, touch them, and things like that, we're able to learn a lot more about them and know where we came from. And, you know, there's so many good missions of us, like, uh, there was one that came up recently of us slamming into an asteroid to kind of like divert it off course, just in case there's an asteroid coming towards Earth, a way that we can deflect it, um, which I guess was successful. We've also landed on asteroids, and we're able to see that they're really spongy, and that a lot of them have gas coming out of them, so they're like volatile. It's just, it's really cool. It's really interesting, and um yeah don't sleep on asteroids comets meteors don't meet sleep on any of them but hopefully now you know the difference um and before i wrap up let's just go do it together (laughs) let's just do it together comet ice meteoroid floating rock meteor burning rock meteorite rock on the ground au revoir